0: How your mindset can actually make you physically stronger, also known as Hulk Smash. But shh, not in the library. Scientist, inventor, infant, searching for a way to tap into the hidden strengths that all humans have. Grows angry or outraged, a startling metamorphosis occurs. <laughs> Is driven by rage and pursued by an investigative reporter. Mr. Tucker, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And it's time for another unbuckled bumpy ride with your guide, the star craving lunatic himself. I'm Jim. Let's jump right in again. I urge you to get the book. Of course I do. I wrote it. It's either at Amazon or at my website, ampuridge.com, A-M-M-P-U-R-A-G-E. But even without it, let's make next week better than last, our next year better than the past, and get started now with today's episode of... People change. Sometimes it's brief, sometimes it's big and bold, and it's beyond what we knew we were capable of. Sometimes it's behaviors first. Sometimes it's thoughts that change first. But sometimes it takes real change in our beliefs, you know, about the power and the possibility behind something, to bring out the badass in our outcomes. You don't believe that simply changing the way you think can have a big impact on your life or your accomplishments? It's somewhat abstract. And it's kind of hard to wrap your brain around sometimes, isn't it? It's an abstract concept to think. That just being more positive, which I'm not a huge fan, of. just be more positive. Being more positive or more driven can attract more good things to you, or that focusing more on the good in your life can make you happier. Especially if we're dealing with denial here. But hang on a second. How about a demonstration to show just how powerful your mind is? What if the brain? stuck inside of your skull, could make you considerably physically stronger simply if you change the way you think, the way you use it, the way you let it approach reality. Please allow me to introduce the scientifically studied mystery known as hysterical strength. Hysterical strength is a term used to describe historical examples of people tapping into incredible physical power. Most common ones that we're familiar with is that the one of mothers who you have to rescue their children from being trapped under cars or or other heavy objects. How you can go all the way back to Samson, you know, somebody pissed him off. That's what happens when you cut his hair. Uh oh. <laughs> In these scenarios, like the ones with moms, the mothers call upon some kind of superhuman strength and they manage to physically move the cars out of the way. Right? How can this be possible? She weighs 98 pounds soaking wet. While this has never been proven in a laboratory, there actually is a good scientific explanation for how it might work and some evidence to support it. It's called the law of muscular of contraction. See, The law of muscular contraction is that the body and brain and biology of all of us will only ever recruit and use the minimum amount of available muscle fibers necessary to perform any given task at any given time. And that makes sense. I mean, think about it. If whenever you lifted a piece of paper off your desk, you did so with all 100% of your potentiality, all your available muscle fibers, your arm would likely launch that paper to and through the ceiling and take you with it. Well, that's because we normally are only capable of accessing around 30 to 40, maybe 50% of our muscle fiber. When exercising or going about our normal routines, we can't use 100% of our strength because honestly, we'd risk injuring ourselves and the ligaments and 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 just completely temporarily exhausting ourselves well that's not good for fight or flight is it you can see this when someone gets an electrical shock though strong enough just the right amount of electrical shock causes the muscles to contract hard to their fullest and it's enough to allow them to literally launch and throw the person themselves right across the room but under times of incredible stress or in life and death scenarios It might just be that the brain is able to actually tap into those hidden depth abilities. Now, this would work because of the release of stress hormones like cortisol. You may have heard of that. Adrenaline, you've experienced that. And perhaps other neurotransmitters like acetylcholine. Together, though, these could improve communication across what's known as the neuromuscular junction, thereby recruiting a greater number of muscle fibers and allowing the individual, you, me, to access a more complete and full strength. Wow! Well, Jim, that's interesting, you're saying right now, right? At least I hope that's what you're saying, because you ought to be saying it because it is interesting. But putting it into action, that's a different story. In theory, then, you should be able to gain more strength simply by imagining, say, your family trapped under a car. If you could really believe it enough, then you might be able to access hidden strength enough to be able to break your own personal records in the gym i've done this countless number of times i do so judiciously when i felt like i really really needed it an old game that i choose to use it's called save the family i mean it doing chin-ups doing pull-downs on a lap machine i've imagined saving each of my family members one at a time no bs seriously i've imagined hanging from the edge of a building having my dad hanging around my neck. I literally just got off the phone call with my dad. It was a great talk. He is worth saving. (laughs) But in this scenario, I literally imagined hanging from the edge of a building with my dad hanging around my neck and I 100% had to pull us both up to save him. Then my mom. It always went in an order of what would emotionally motivate me first. I saved the best motivation for last, though, when it, was harded, when it was hardest, when I needed it the most, that's what I saved. So I'd go through the process. Next, I'd save my sons. And finally, it usually ends up with either me saving my wife or my daughter when she was small and a helpless child. I'd save them last, but they were all draped around my neck and I had to pull them up. So then I'd put myself in a place that I would not settle and accept failure. Finally, I had to do one more thing. I had to do one more rep, or I'd have let myself die. And all for naught, they'd all be alive, but I wouldn't be there with them. I wouldn't be there with them to remind them that I saved their asses and get their undying love and admiration and worship. (laughs) You know how a man's ego can run away with a storyline. But there are easier ways, according to research, and that's because yelling at the top of your voice just so happens to trigger a small stress response studies do demonstrate this is enough to allow you to gain a little more strength during lifts during exertion talk about mind over matter now what good does knowing this do for you now here today it's a lesson let it out let it out i once heard i believe a quote from lou ferrigno You know Lou Ferrigno, the original Hulk from the TV series in the 1970s? He was talking about guys who screamed and yelled while lifting at the gym. Some reporter or interviewer had asked him about it, what he thought about it. I I don't remember exactly what, but I'll always remember his response, especially because of who Lou Ferrigno is or who he was. See, Lou Ferrigno was a multi-Mr. Universe title holder. He was a Mr. Olympia competitor. He was one of the few bodybuilders who could actually challenge the great Arnold Schwarzenegger in his prime. So, Big Lou, he knew a lot about gyms and a lot about lifting, real lifting. So, he had a unique perspective here. But he also had the perspective of being someone who lived with a disability. Anyways, back to that interview. When asked about guys who yelled in the gym, Lou Ferrigno pointed to three places in a specific order his head, his heart, And his mouth. He said, first you scream in here, pointing to his head, his mind. When it's too much, you scream here, pointing next to his heart. Then, when you can't handle it, you scream from here, pointing to his mouth. See, there was a scene, I believe, in the film Pumping Iron, where in interaction with the aforementioned Arnold Schwarzenegger, the oak, old Arnie told Lou, There's no screaming in the church, Lou. (laughs) Referencing Big Lou's apparently louder training style than Arnold had. So Lou explained what it took to get him to the point of actually yelling and screaming, verbally, hulking out while working out. First, your mind screams. Then your heart. And when it's too big for both of those, it comes out of your mouth. You let it out. You've got... To get it out let it out here we could call it looing it out you gotta loo it out <laughs> interesting though earlier I mentioned you know that Lou had a disability but a very young age he lost over 80% of his hearing it severely impacted his ability to speak and learn through much of his life that's understandable though even more kudos then to the man who went on to start to be and featured In just a countless number of films, TV shows, including seven years on The King of Queens, Lou would not let how he could or could not hear interfere with being heard. I'll say that again. He would not let how he could or could not hear interfere with being heard, and neither should we. Let it out. Get it out. Or, to paraphrase Arnold, instead of Lou this time, Get out of here! Okay, not my best Arnold impression. I'm not sure I actually have a best Arnold. Anyways, back to Lou. Good news is, Lou, in spite of spending a lifetime being told that he was too challenged at speaking, to expect to be heard at least, he mastered expression successfully and acted as a successful living and acting and, and as well as a motivational speaker. But I think the most motivating thing, the most moving thing that I've heard and seen him say, Was watching his own personal reaction when after having received his cochlear implants to help him hearing his hearing big bad Lou big hulking Lou just started to cry he cried with joy and said it's just so beautiful to hear his head couldn't hold it his heart overflowed and out of his mouth He just let it go. He just got it out. Maybe the most historically unexplainable strength is when we allow ourselves to become hysterical about getting something so big off our chests and out of our hearts. And now, more words of wisdom to wow your socks off from the Live Life Lean Guide itself. Entry from page 34. It had long since come to my attention that people of accomplishment rarely sat back and let things happen to them. They went out and happened to things. Leonardo da Vinci. And the guide's point of view on this? Often interchange the words accomplishment and achievement. Achievement meets a self-imposed standard the world calls you accomplished. What do you think about this? Using the Live Life Lean Guided System, what have you learned recently that's new? What have you earned that took such hard work and it wasn't just handed to you? Where are you adding to the world that's going to be beyond and above you? Now reflect on all of this, respect it, be grateful for it, and before you navigate somewhere next, please like, subscribe, and share to show you care. Thank you for listening. I hope you're enjoying your copy of the Live, Life, Lean, L-E-A-N guide. Enjoying it almost as much as I did creating it. And if you don't have a copy yet, go on over to Amperage.com or Amazon and get started today experiencing the amazing power of knowing every day is literally yours to be grateful about. And you need never feel unfulfilled again. I'm Jim Hall. And until next time, good health, God bless. And now go get a little dirty learning something new earning what's not given to you, adding to this crazy world that we share, and navigating your way to something new and next.